also giggling this morning. I love it. Um, so shall I start my quick fire questions? Okay. Question one: What is your favourite hidden gem in Paris? Oh, um, oh, I kind of want to gatekeep this, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called Two Doors in um, Lamarque. Yes. Um, best coffee you'll ever taste, and it's like the cutest vibe. Um, and it's yeah, it's just great. Best Gorgeous. place to go for a coffee date. Mine's um, there's a bit on the Seine where there's like a tree hanging over, and no one goes down there. Like near oh. the, the other one, not the big one. Um, Gorgeous. Yeah. Really I can't think what that one's called. Yeah, that's so wholesome. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question two. What's your go-to order at the bar? Oh, see this change. Vodka changes. orange. Vodka orange. Oh, Wait, that's called a screwdriver. Oh. I'm not having this debate. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what so? Um, mine changes. I don't know. It's summer mojito, hands oh, down. Nice. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but recently it's been oh, vodka lemonade. Kind of nice, amazing. quite fresh, and it keeps heavy. me hydrated, Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that. Yeah. Okay, question three. What is your favorite ulip module? Oh, Joanne's contemporary critical theory, hands down. Yeah, mine was cultural studies. Oh, nice. Did you not? It was so good. Gutted. I can't even think what we covered in that. It was like, um, oh, uh, Foucault and Butler. Ah, uh, um, uh, of course. Like, like signs and I can't remember what it's called. Yes. Um, yeah. Semiotics. Yeah. Love. Right. Question four. If you could have dinner with one person dead or alive, who would it be? Always the hardest question. <laughs> and it also changes. Um, I'd say at the moment, Amy Winehouse. Oh, oh I love. So like we have just had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Fuka. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could answer your question so to your dissertation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he literally. You can put yeah. Fuka into anything. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen a photo? Have you seen what Fuka looks like? Yeah. yeah. He's got such a big head. <laughs> Sorry, not to bash on It's cat. In, insanity? No, no, I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. That's yeah. such like a philosopher thing. Yeah. Do you see that thing on TikTok where it's like philosopher's cats? <laughs> and it's like Camus was a um, cigarette or something. Oh, God. oh my God, of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Right, and then final question. What would your top tip be for anyone at slash moving to you look? I don't know, I'd say, at the moment, I'd say fully immerse yourself in your course. Nice. I know that's quite like, I mean, because I think often moving to ULIP, like Paris, of course, is incredible and wonderful, but then sort of actually going to uni and doing uni then just seems sort of like a secondary thing. I yeah. No, so I'd say to fully make the most out of ULIP and out of uni, I'd say just fully like throw yourself into yeah. every single thing you do in terms nice. of uni, like talk to your lecturers, um, try and go to every single seminar just prop- and just read around the subject because the, the more you read the more you think I, the more you'll, I've found the more you'll enjoy it yeah um, but that would be my biggest tip that's such a good one thank <laughs> you mine would be to prospective students try and live in a big flat with loads of yeah yes because I like that first year living in 45 beers with like six seven of us yeah so like i can't imagine what it would have been like if i hadn't yeah had that like in like i don't know close bond right at the start definitely mm. like central paris rentals it's aren't the best condition 
like the best vibes ever. Yeah, if you want to live with your mates and have a yeah. good time. But it's just so good for first year. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're going to meet people anyway at ULIP, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So Thank good. You. Love. Okay, so last semester, you hosted a poetry event, which I came to and loved. <laughs> How did you find it? Did you enjoy it? It was so, so fun. Yeah, it was so, so much fun. fun. So wholesome as well. Yeah. I, just, I, I just, I had a really great time. Yeah. I feel like people, people, I was worried people wouldn't really feel comfortable, I don't know, talk, doing, speaking yeah. poetry, let alone like saying their own. <clears throat> so it was just so nice that we managed to create an environment that people felt safe enough to nice. just say any poem they wanted. Like we had yeah. people doing their own poems, which was absolutely incredible. Um, and then, yeah, it just felt it was such a nice environment. I really mm. want to do it again. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Have you got any more events lined up? We do. We've got a book club coming up. <gasps> no um, way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we sent out an email. The book is Girl, Woman, Other. I really I need to read that. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's such a good book. It reminds if you've read um, any Zadie Smith novels, I don't yeah. know, like the way she has lots of different characters that all sort of mm. interweave and inter interlink is very similar to that sort of style of writing. Mm. And it's also lots of it set in London, um, which is very cinematic with Zadie Smith's work. Um, but yeah, but just I, it's mind blowing how she covers all these really sort of salient topics like queerness and. Um, being a woman in your 20s along with being being a lesbian in your 50s like mm. it's it's incredible the way she makes and it, it works so incredibly well and it's just honestly it's one of those books that you often that you can think back to like date on the daily you're like oh yeah like i don't know it's it's one of those books oh so. i love that you've sold that so well <laughs> you really need to read this now yeah. <laughs> wow yeah, yeah. and that actually links in quite well with my next question which is going to be about feminist literature because i know mm. for me like that was how i first got kind of interested in feminism mm -hmm. what would you say is your like the first book that you read that you're like wow Ooh, oh it's so hard okay mine is um uh music 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 boys 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 Still boys, need boys, to boys, read boys that. By oh yeah because she was like it's basically her autobiography but it's really interesting because at the start she's like this punk like becoming one of the first punk stars in during the punk scene and it's as a woman um and like her interactions with like the men and this music industry and then later on in her life she's dealing with cancer and IVF and uh, husband and ch raising children and it's just so interesting like all the different lives she's lived as a mm. woman um, and like sort of like finding herself like who she is through all of these different um, different types of women yeah like, she's all of them like, yeah. it's really interesting um, so we'd recommend that one. that's incredible that's so I, I literally cannot think of a one book that's influenced my feminism. <laughs> I, I, even like, is there one author? Um, <laughs> like, no, I have to say so, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my whole life at the moment. Speaking her work. Um, yeah, I'd say she. I don't know. Oh, that and um, Sylvia Plath. Although they weren't oh, yeah. really like feminists. Um, no. A lot of Sylvia Plath's poetry and like the bell jar for example they're not mm -hmm. fe it's not feminist literature but i think i just really enjoy the sort of gritty femaleness and like messy female rage and yeah female yeah. rage and yeah. anger and women. messy messy womanhood yes. like i really enjoy that and i feel like sylvia plath and a lot of jimmy wolf's work in life really sort of 
expose that yeah. and I really enjoy it, along with all the other amazing things books that I've read. Mm. Um, sort of like complicates the female experience, which can often be looked at as like women are just like pretty and yeah, exactly, and really yeah, passive. Yeah, it exactly. gives them this sort yeah. of agency in chaos. They're so brave for it. Chaos women. We <laughs> love to see <laughs> it. <laughs> Um, so Gigi, your master's degree that you're going on to do, hopefully, yeah. that is that literature based? Yeah, so it's so it's contemporary literature, culture and theory. Well, I haven't decided yet. It's either that or comparative literature, which mm-hmm. I'm, if I go to Kings or Sellers or wherever. Um, but yeah, so I'd be mainly obviously focusing on feminist literature and its wider implications. Um, so I know an example of something I'm hopefully going to go into is we did um, one of the critique. Yeah. Um, in Joanne's contemporary critique, uh, critique uh, contemporary module, and um, uh, like she's sort of like the main the main thing I'm looking at is how her her literature and her feminist literature and the way she writes and her language she uses impacts wider like feminist resistance movements because um, I think there's such a link between the way people write and how that like impacts wider society. Yeah, and I really want to look at that intersection a lot because I think there's so much that can be learned from it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how did you find the process of applying to master's programmes? Um, it was uh, okay. Like, it was actually fine. As I think as long as once you know what you want to do, I, I think my biggest piece of advice would be to ask people that have already applied. I spoke to lots of my friends who've done master's and got them to send me their mm-hmm. personal statements and looked at that because personal statements is you can probably yeah. agree and completely different to like undergrad and postgrad are so different. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just, yeah, it was just, it's very, it's more exciting and I found it kind of a lot. A lot easier and a lot less stressful than undergrad because yeah. you know what you want to do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and you don't have to apply through UCAS or anything yeah. like that. It's so much just more choose simple. where you want to go. And I found that um, for masters, especially, lecturers and unis are a lot more excited, they want you, yeah, more than undergrad. You need to like try and sell yourself. For, mm-hmm. for example, for Kingston, I got I, they emailed me straight back, wanted to meet me, all this. I felt like they're much more, they want to mm-hmm. like actually get to know you because they want yeah. to build a rapport. Um, yeah, how did you find it? I found it so so easy like yeah. it's, it's just a case of like applying for a job yeah. except you have to have a personal statement and actually the one thing I did find is that I began applying before being like 100% sure on what I wanted to do mm-hmm. so actually I've ended up applying for like three or four different courses and actually that's been quite nice to have like that range choice, of choice yeah. um and then now that I have like the options available to me I can mm. then choose later down the line. Yeah. But I was wondering, Joe, like, how are you finding it as someone that's still kind of like working mm. out what area you want to go into? How are you finding that? Um, scary. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> set on doing a master's that like now I've sort of realised I actually have no idea what I want to do. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's like the first time in your life where you haven't got it all planned out. Like yeah. what comes mm. next and how on earth am I living? Mm-hmm. But um, it's also quite exciting. Like I... I feel like I could go back and apply for a master's in a year or two yeah, years. So I've just got like this time to do what I want to do. I've applied for a few grad schemes that I really want to do. So exciting. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, and then I've just got loads of different plans. I could go teaching which abroad. I could do a bit of repairing. And so much It's quite choice. exciting. It's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And if, so say you didn't end up doing a master's mm-hmm. and you went to teach abroad or whatever you end up doing next, how do you think you'll keep kind of feminism in your life when you're not studying it? Good question. 
podcasts. <laughs> nice. Podcasts. Nice. Who's um, your favourite? Yeah, recommendations, please. Yeah. I love Stephanie Ring. Are they feminists? They are the most, um, like, yeah, yeah, raw feminists. Yeah, just, like, normal so girls discussing it. And I like Florence Givens, but... I mean, she's cool, but mainly for her guests that she has yeah. on. They're really interesting. Um, yeah. And Gorgeous. then also the books. Yeah. Just, I feel like just, obviously, just my life is very feminist. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> As a woman, I'm more and more feminist. Love it. <laughs> Even just, like, the conversations just, you have. Yeah, exactly. And the people you meet. Massively through, like, friends and conversation with friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, 100%. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Love it. What about you, Gigi? How I keep yeah. my everyday. Um, honestly, same. Just talking to people mm. and just I don't know. Um, I don't. Yeah, reading also. Yeah, <laughs> like Kel ranting. Yeah, like female rants to <laughs> other women is like. Yeah, especially when you sort of got the feminist. Um, sort of background to that is yeah. yeah. you can just like evaluate everything like yeah, everything in my true. life is the patriarchy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so true I also think like with I also talk to my parents a lot about it mm-hmm. um because like, I don't know my parents like my mum especially is like so on it with all the feminist stuff but then mm-hmm. but like just even like talking to my dad and even my sister because she's only 16 but like just sort of you know, filtering it into all the conversations mm. I have and just, and of course, because we've also got the theory behind it mm-hmm. as well, is yeah. we can kind of like back up our arguments, but yeah. we can be like, actually, well, listen to this, you know. Um, <laughs> that's silly, I think that's, that's, silly. that's the way I sort of keep it on. And yeah. With like family events at Christmas, I try, but honestly, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I speak for hours about how yeah. hard it is to even, you know, avoid arguments. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. I've actually found, because I, since starting at uni I've talked to my brother a lot about what oh, I yeah. study and like feminism and he is like the definition of like a non-toxic masculine man that's like so nice. he paints yeah. his nails he's mm. getting like piercings like <laughs> it, that's that's just like aesthetics yeah um um but even so like to have conversations with other generations is mm. so hard and because I was saying to Gigi earlier that I didn't know the word patriarchy until I started at uni. It's crazy. I had no That's idea. Wild. It's awful. But like, yeah. how do we encourage like kids of like, I don't know, GCSEs or A-levels? Mm-hmm. How did people get engaged in feminism? Like, how did you start? I did I did A-level politics. Right. So um, we did, and we do, and um, anyone that studied politics, when they do an ideology um, module or like, Mm-hmm. and feminism was one of that so that's the first time I got introduced to the actual but then I've always I don't know my mum's brought, brought me up being a yeah. raging feminist <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was the first time I was probably introduced to it um, but yeah I suppose if I hadn't done that I really would know nothing about the actual yeah. school like inside behind yeah definitely the, the, the um, ideology yeah what about you Jane? Um I was definitely always brought up that I was like equal boys but mm-hmm. then you sort of don't like you know in like school and you're like I need a strong boy to come help me carry these chairs and I was like I'm strong yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think it sort of started with that and then you don't really realize like internalized misogyny you have oh until you God, start yeah. reading I mean I think I read feminists don't wear pink um mm-hmm. over lockdown and that was when I was like oh my god <laughs> what yeah. and from there I just went absolutely crazy um and have never looked back yeah. <laughs> so far yeah I know in terms of getting younger people engaged, I honestly think it's through 
books, the fiction or non-fiction, yeah. it sounds like, oh, I love books so much, but <laughs> and no, it is, like, for example, one of the best, Hood Feminism, um, which is oh, one of the best. Oh, I can't remember, I can't remember her name, but I'll find it and you can put it, yeah, in, yeah, I'll put it in the link. In the link. Um, but that was, honestly, I re- only read it last year, but it was so, it was so engaging and amazing and honestly should be a compulsory read, mm-hmm. and I think, but it's, it would be very easy for, a, like, a 16 or a 17 or 18 year like, yeah, just that foundational feminist feminist idea yeah. and ideology. Yeah. That I don't know. That's I feel like that's the way to. Yeah, and like um, I, yeah, I was trying to think of other books that'd be easy to read for young people. There's one that I read. I can't remember the author, but it's called Yes She Can. And I wish I read it when I was like doing my A levels and deciding mm. what to do next because it's basically like these mini written interviews with different women in different job sectors oh. and like discussing like how they entered those sectors yeah, and like yeah. the I don't know discrimination that they've come up against just with being a woman and I loved it and I was like if I've had this book when I was like 16 17 18 mm. yeah. who what knows it, yeah. what you could have yeah. gone into yeah. so interesting I also think um the I guess like teenagers and young people and in schools there's this weird thing where the word feminism is sort of seen as this um crazy yeah crazy thing and i think that sort of needs breaking down a lot within yeah. schools within oh, education because so many boys especially with like andrew tay and oh, things oh, like that yeah. see feminism as this scary like anti-men thing and that mm-hmm. is never gonna get us anywhere yeah. and so i think it sort of takes breaking that down like this we're not we feminists aren't trying to take anything away from men no but yeah. look at all this stuff that is happening to women and this i think especially there's this sort of like idea that in the western world we don't need feminism more like things are equal whilst girls are still getting touched up in their school uniform or told yeah, to pull their skirts yeah. down yeah. like it's crazy yeah. um so yeah, that would be yeah. Cool. I think it's interesting because I went to an all girls school, so mm. school as well. And even then, like we were, I don't know, it probably was very different to a mixed school. But even mm. then, I feel like feminism wasn't as as I don't know rife and as talked about as it should yeah. be in an yeah. all girls school. It's basically I don't know, it's really not really, celebrated as much. Yeah, really, really interesting. That is interesting, yeah. actually. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say that I remember the first time I got interested in feminism actually was that I don't know if you guys if you both remember um, there was that ad campaign this girl can yes yeah. <laughs> and I remember yes. being I remember being quite young like at least sort of like 12, yeah. 13, 14 and there was I, I vividly remember this girl boxing and then it being like we had them all around school as well I think that was maybe like the only <laughs> sort of feminist thing we had around school um, having these girls in like a, a, wearing boxing gloves or I don't know in an uh, something weird like in an office or something stupid <laughs> like, this girl can yeah. like, this girl can do anything I feel like that was my first introduction <laughs> that, to it it's kind of cringe campaign. but like it was. So like, I think it actually probably influenced us more than yeah. we think yeah. I remember it coming out yeah no I really remember that campaign yeah. and actually I don't know if it's still going now I haven't seen it for a while but um, no probably been updated Maybe we should start our own one at Europe. Yeah. <laughs> so from like a feminist society perspective, do you think there's anything that Europe could do to encourage like more conversations around it? Are there any events that you think we should do? Um, it'd be, I think it'd be really great to have more collabs with the societies. It'd be really great if we had a FemSoc um, 
and like LGBTQ sorts, yes. collabs, things like that. Just yeah, make it yeah, like make it really, really like yes. foster and encourage very intersectional environment and big and just make it like the same with our poetry evening, make just a safe space for people to come and talk. I yeah. think maybe at one of our next events will be just like a nice sort of chill coffee and that'd be gorgeous. Just where people just come and talk and rant about feminism mm-hmm. yeah. and stuff like that whatever just to make a safe space yeah. just have more open conversations with everyone at uni because we've got quite like, a, it's quite a small uni quite I don't know yeah we'll definitely have more conversations yeah 100% I think you look at Salford compared to other unis and other educational environments mm. it's incredible like a so really, good. really like yeah. a, just an amazing safe space yeah and I, from what I've heard the uni deals with um, issues of I don't know Discrimination. Yes, discrimination, especially against women. Yeah, anyone. Yeah, definitely. Very well. Is there anything else that you would like to add from your feminist perspective? (laughs) Not really, just come to the book club. Oh, I'm so excited. Have you got a date for it yet? 1st of March. Can't remember the time. It's an email. I think it's like half four. Yeah. Um, We're going to have wine, non alcoholic stuff, snacks, anything. We have good questions. We just chat about the book. Yeah. Do you have any questions that you think you're like will prompt that people can think about whilst they're reading? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm it's quite on the off, spot. Not off my head. Quite on my head, no. But if anyone yeah. wants to, just literally yeah. find us anywhere. Message me. Email us. Like, do yeah. Because like I will talk for hours about books. Love, 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 love. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> if anyone has any suggestions for our friends like event, yes. Because there's a few left, but yeah, we can try comment yeah, as definitely. much as possible. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming <laughs> thank on. Thank you I for having us. So nice to have you. Um, and yeah, hope you well. enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs>